Welcome to the Borcelli Brothers Podcast. I am Sean Borcelli. And I am Mike Borcelli. And this is our third episode of the Borcelli Brothers Podcast. Uh, This is actually our first episode of what right now we're calling the Myths and Legends episodes. We will be doing uh, several of these episodes over a course of a season. Uh, It's something that Mike and I both uh, totally interested in. Yeah, it's something we're going to do a lot. So myths, you know, you know, ancient myths, Greek legends, urban uh, legends, urban legends, John Legend, legendary pictures. Yeah. Um, basically, anything that applies to myths and legends. Uh, in our podcast, we talk about uh, uh, coming up with a better name for it. Um, so far, none of my ideas have been uh, accepted. So we're going to actually throw this out to the home audience yeah if you guys want to send us your suggestions just email them to us at borcelli brothers at gmail.com that's borcelli b-o-r-c-h-e-l-l-i brothers at gmail.com uh if you've got any ideas what we should uh, title this segment send them our way also uh just so you know about uh some of the ideas that have been rejected uh miss and legumes uh apparently wasn't no one here was a fan of no nope. and neither was mitts and uh what was the one i came up with mitts and uh leggings leggings no 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 i don't like leggings i don't like any of them please email us your your suggestions for the uh title of these episodes okay so on this episode uh we are actually our guest is my neighbor paul uh paul is the guy next door who we love talking to and he knows lots of stuff about everything all kinds of stuff he's he's a very knowledgeable fellow yeah even if he doesn't know anything he will quickly change the subject without you even noticing and then you're talking about something even more esoteric and you're just like wow you know so much about that subject even though you've totally forgotten about what subject you had started the conversation with yeah this one's got lots of twists and turns so uh you know, enjoy. This is good. This is our quick intro. Uh, we're going to sign off by, uh, you know, acknowledging our sponsors. Uh, Mike, who's our first sponsor? Uh, our first sponsor is Uncle Norman's Mustache Tamer. Thanks, Thanks Uncle, Uncle Norman. Norman. And then our other sponsor is Steam Whistle Beer. Steam Whistle Toot Toot. They've been providing us with the uh, beverages we need to do a successful podcast every couple weeks. Thanks, Team Whistle. Thanks, Team Whistle. Okay, here we go. Episode 1.3, Miss and Legumes. Uh.
Check one, check two. Okay, well, that's good. That's come good. On, man. Yeah, that's good. No, is it true? Oh, that's too high. <laughs> Vajazzle that. It's so nice to be able to visually check what you're doing. This is nice. <laughs> yeah, I, we can see the difference. <laughs> this this is me talking, and I'm. Hey. Uh, whoa, thinking about uh, you. Yeah, this is Okay, nice. now, Mike, you. Kay. Okay, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking loud now. Mike's a little high. I'm a little, just a tad, just a just a touch high. Now uh, I'm peaking at three. Perfect. I'm I perfect. Like up on yeah. this okay. Mic like yeah. Okay, right? we sound good. I want to oh. get right up on this mic like Gomeshi. Right? Wow, you sound so much like Gomeshi right there. Yeah, did you think so? That's fucking gross, dude. Do <laughs> a, do a full on impression. Okay. Um, no, I can't. Hi. Happy Friday. Oh wait, but he'd he'd do. Uh, you're a Protestant. He's a Jew. Welcome to Q. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He'd rhyme it, right? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> We're going to keep this non-political. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's great. Thank you. Uh, and scene. Done. We're done. Does anyone need a pee break? Speaking of. Piss pee. Before we. Uh, I think I'm good. Check one, two. Things. Piss pee. So we usually don't necessarily do like okay we're starting kind of thing but just kind of rolls into it recording yeah that's why we start recording early so we were talking about uh coming up with a like a jingle or a theme song for our myth episodes yeah we've got to we're gonna try and figure out (laughs) 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 if fucking tauntaun comes into this Whoa. <laughs> I think no, uh, I think we'll we'll talk to you about. Uh, we'll probably sample that. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. Let's get Julie to do the drums on the drum kit. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> She'd love to be involved in something like that. Or would she? She's <laughs> <laughs> <Is this> running. <laughs> I'd like. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We'll talk about. It. Wait. 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 Is that government ink? No, <laughs> that's ninety-seven percent pure government ink. No, I swear to God, taxpayer paid for that one. I like how I. Hey, that's good paint. Yeah. It does look like government ink. Look, I work for the government, and therefore I buy, you know, a high standard of office supplies for home. I stock. Yeah, once, once, once. You- no myth that taxpayers getting fucked, Mike. <laughs> All right, <laughs> right there. You could, you could have used uh, at least two sided. I assume there's oh, a two sided yeah. printer. You know what? <laughs> I, I printed this at home, and I printed it one sided, so that I could just slide the page out, and put that it somewhere. Nice. I don't know. Well, where. You're not telling us. I have speech. a book of uh, basically hieroglyphics. I can't read my own writing, so this is gonna be interesting. Cool. Google Gaga. Okay. Oh, okay. We expected you to have done enough research on the subject that. You're not always reading verbatim from your book. I might read a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, I want to get the science of it correct because there is a theory that could. We might not need it though. We might not soon need learn it. that we don't get science correct here. Yeah. We throw <laughs> out uh, uh, wide, wide shots, and yeah. we we know that we've hit something, and we hope that uh, our listeners will correct us in our emails mm-hmm. or just understand that we. Our thoughts were in the right place. Mm. Yeah, like I know the sun is big and hot, but mm-hmm. you know, is it also like? Oh, I have something about the sun that we'll be talking about. Actually, you do. Yeah, it's a it's a myth. 
about the about the sun. Yeah, I'm we have. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about your sun, Mike. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a, not a myth anymore that you <laughs> oh, no. don't have a child. It's oh, true. Everyone knows now. Uh, there was a lot of talk for years, though. Was there? Yeah. There was for me. He had a MySpace page for a while. <laughs> Mike's son. Yeah, he didn't have a name. <laughs> Mike's my dad was, was his name yeah. on Facebook. Un- Mike's underscore my dad. Yeah. Uh dad <laughs> dad <laughs> quotes yeah uh, air quotes don't show up on audio oh yeah that's right okay <laughs> so you gotta remember that quote that's why we end quote. quote we don't get many hand talkers on here yeah i'm a bit of a hand talker yeah, so, so is it's Mike. gonna be wild yeah, i am i constantly it's gonna be a lip jam happening right here yeah. so this is our myths and legends episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. myths and legends is uh the topic, but I don't know if we're actually going to be keeping that as our title. We're going to come up come up with something a little more creative, sure maybe. By the time because we, we want to do more of these. Yeah, by the time the episode airs, I'm sure we'll figure it out. And we'll put it in the intro, and it'll yeah. be clever. You'll yeah. know. You'll already know what it is. Yeah, and now. you'll be like, it's like it's so weird because they don't know it, but we know it before they knew it. It's so weird. Layers. We'll deal with time. Ugh. Travel. <sighs> in the now. And then yeah. now, so we're here with uh, my neighbor Paul. Yep, he's someone that uh, definitely knows a thing or two about uh, myths and legends, and uh, a little bit about lore for sure. Yep. Anything? You got anything more than lore? I know. I know. There's there's so many words that you they can rhyme. use. There's like myth, which I'm gonna get sick of saying because it just drives me nuts Myth. it's the th yeah that th lore legends yeah. uh uh folklore uh folk tales folk tales tall, tales tall tales tall tales which i'm really excited to dig into on another episode didn't do it today uh, oh yeah but tall tales are plenty of good ones one of my favorites yeah and also getting into things like uh theology religion which arguably is all myths and legends. That's right. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, yeah. thought I get into some of that. Because mm-hmm. I mean, each thing is created pretty much by belief, right? So if enough people believe in a unicorn, then they show up. Paris Hilton has a career. You know, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you just enough people have to believe that there's some kind of yeah. worth. Every, there. Everyone's vision of a unicorn yeah. combines together, and that was what ca- came out was yeah. Paris Hilton. Oh. Yeah. Sad um, ending to that movie. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just means like you th- it's like penis size. Penis yeah. size is supposed it's like five point three inches. But yeah. you got to remember, there's some people that are like one inch, and some people are like ten. Yeah. You know, so there's like some people who picture a unicorn mm-hmm. with no horns yeah. at all, and they actually don't even know what a unicorn is. Yeah. They actually think of it as maybe a candy that they eat. That's right. And so there's yeah. these averages that finally together became Paris Hilton. It's fascinating. No horn there. No horn. No horn. <laughs> Not no. probably. Ex- explains why there's no horn on the average person's perception of the average believer of a unicorn's idea of a unicorn. And the believers, mm-hmm. it all comes back to the believers because that's what uh, you know people believe. You got you got a myth. 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 Um, Sean, I have some synonyms for you. Oh yeah, give me some synonyms. Uh, c- c- synonyms. Cinnamon. Myth. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cinnamon. Yes. Uh, parable. Parable. Fable. Fable. That's oh, a good fable. one. Fable is a good one. And superstition. Superstition. Yeah. That's definitely going to be a part of like on later episodes. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this kind of stuff. Superstition. Mm-hmm. Supernatural. Um, Paranormal. If you're kind of a skeptic, illusion. Or... Cryptozoology is a is a, a subject that that falls into this lore and legends car- category, and I'm really excited about that in the future as well. Yeah. What else? You got anything else? Any more words? I feel like like there's so many. Uh, I'll read my list to you here. It is fable, fantasy, fiction, illusion, imagination, legend, lore, parables, superstition, tale, tradition, and that's everything else is kind of like a slant synonym. Yeah. Well, we'll try and cover it all. I think we got it. From contemporary to old, uh, we want to leave things really wide open is basically why I'm getting into the... Well, that's... It's funny. I found... Uh, I was reading... I was kind of reading some uh, some stuff online a little bit, and I... And I, I actually... Um, I found a pretty good quote about Supernatural. And I thought it was pretty good. I hadn't really thought about... I mean, Supernatural exists because enough people, again, believe in something or they talk about it to the point where it becomes a topic or a subject or like in administration like a document is created because enough people have contributed to it and it gets put oh, in a sure. filing cabinet. Therefore it's now becomes kind of law in a sense or something. But this quote was, uh, in a sense, there's no such thing as the supernatural since everything that exists simply exists, whether we can understand it or not. It's only fairly recently we've been able to detect x-rays or solar wind or ultraviolet light, but they were all, they were there all along. Supernatural events neither confirm nor diminish a religious view. Um, there's simply a great deal about the fabric of reality that we don't comprehend. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, we got the whole kit and caboodle in today's show, I think, yeah. because mm-hmm. we it's can, a wide, wide net, wide net, wide we can, net. We can now. So <clears throat> basically what for the <clears throat> audience at home, what <clears throat> we've decided to do is come with our take on some mythology. Hmm. Uh, so Paul has come up with uh, some stuff that, that he's interested in and has done some research on, and he's going to tell his version of it. We, we don't know what he's going to talk about, uh, hmm. so this is going to be a new story for us. Yep. Uh, maybe we've heard it, maybe we haven't. Uh, Mike also has done the same. Sure have. Um, I've done a little bit, something a little bit different on the idea of a myth. Um, I think, uh, do you want to, do you want to start with Paul or do you want to start with Mike? You guys want to ro- Rochambeau this? Why don't you rip it up? You got to, you, you to, got some content to, to get through. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> uh, okay. Well, I got sort of, uh, lost down a rabbit hole when I was researching this one. Uh, I got stuck on list first for a while and I found, I found uh, a story that really, uh, hit home because I'd had a lot of nightmares about this as a child. I don't know if you guys can uh, relate to having the nightmare. I think a lot of people have this nightmare where uh, for me it was on a, I was on a school bus and the the seat I was sitting on started tilting forward and I was slipping forward on the seat and I looked below me and it was just it was it was a little hole in the bottom of the bus and hell was underneath there 
and Ooh. I was falling into it. And I, I don't was, know if I've ever had that. I was scared as hell. It was terrifying. It was really, really creepy. Uh, I had a friend's car that actually did in that. high school. <laughs> it, did, it actually had a rusted hole. It's an old yeah. Datsun, and there's a rusted hole in the passenger seat. And he was always like, "Don't worry about it." And I think he even like, tat like riveted in the uh, the actual mat. Yeah. So oh, you wouldn't fall through, but it would, had a big rip down the middle. Ooh. So as we're driving to go, you know, skateboarding or to get slurpees or whatever it was, I it was there that was moving ground at my feet. So it was wow. I, I either I guess you can either have the assumption that it's hell or that you're like Barney Rubble or something. <laughs> you're like <laughs> driving your car with your. Uh, if you ever have that dream again, try and uh, wake yourself up just a little bit and at least bring in the Flintstones so that yeah. you can get yeah. through hell. Just get through hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, I, I've had it a couple of times since then. And uh, every time. Like even in your adult life? Yeah. And I wish yeah. I had, I wish I had it as mostly when I have scary dreams, I'm a, a lot more lucid, but this one, I'm never lucid enough. It's completely encompassing. Mm-hmm. So what I found was a story. It's a myth, and it's quite a m- modern-ish. It's from 1989, and it's 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 all about uh, 1989. Okay. It's all about it's called it's all about a well to hell. I was seven. Wait, full circle. I was in high school. Whoa. During '89, as I graduated. There. Okay. You so graduated in '89. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wait. <laughs> I was. I was seven. Know? Does this age me? Yeah. Does that age it, me now? It, it specifically you just dated you. yourself, yes. dude. I dated, and you know what? Not a myth anymore. <laughs> I'm just like you know what? It's only one small, tiny piece of the puzzle of who my neighbor. You also, is you also don't age. You're very much like the Keanu Reeves of, of oh. people I know. Uh, yeah, my my feet <laughs> are slowly it, getting more pigeon-toed as the years go on. <laughs> yeah. Folks at home can't see this. Only person. only one body part ages. <laughs> I've I've known I've known my neighbor Paul for. Uh, with 12 years yeah or so about 12 and years. uh he looks exactly the same and I, I kid you not everyone says it i don't know what the hell he does dorian i've hey. i've gained 50 pounds and lost a lot of hair and gained a lot of wrinkles and a, a neck fold and he's still the same he's still handsome and everyone everyone that uh if if i was single that i wanted to date would would choose him first <laughs> to this day Anyways, <laughs> uh, so uh, many religious uh, cultures, including Christianity and Islam. Oh, we're going back to your story. We sure yeah. are. Okay, 1989. <clears throat> well, no, no, no. I'm going to preface this with a little bit about, well, hell in general, because uh, it's, a, it's a wide concept. And uh, a lot of religious cultures, like Christianity and Islam, uh, hell is traditionally depicted as a fiery and painful and it's supposed to inflict guilt and suffering. And I think, uh, yeah, this story sort of takes the classic the classic view of hell. So it's more of a, uh, like a Judeo-Christian view of hell as opposed to like, like, like a Hades or just underworld kind of thing. It's just a, a fiery pit. Right. A fiery, okay. torturous classic. pit. Classic, classic thing. <clears throat> yeah. So. Um, like a meat puppet song. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the legend holds that a team of Russian engineers, purportedly led by an in- individual named Mr. Azakov, in an unnamed place in Siberia, had drilled a hole that was nine miles or 14 kilometers deep before breaking through to a cavity. 
Intrigued by this unexpected discovery, they lowered an extremely heat-tolerant microphone, because obviously you'd want to hear the sounds down there, uh, along with other sensory equipment into the well. The temperature deep within was 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, or 1,090 degrees Celsius. Heat from a chamber of fire from which purportedly the tormented screams of the damned could be heard. So this is uh, this is a little story here from nine uh, miles, nine miles, which is probably not. That's deep, not very not, deep. It's not deep enough to be that hot. Yeah, which was the oddness. So this is uh, this is a little a little excerpt from uh, the website Creepypasta Wiki. Oh yeah, and they, they had a yeah. little they had a <laughs> little <Dot org>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they had a little something on it. They said uh, newspapers in Finland, and I looked it up. It was the Amenusas. I want to Oada Goose I am Oada Goose So that was That was the newspaper In Finland It was the first to report This story as an actual Event Okay uh, From there It has spread around the world Engineers working And then this one Like there's lots of Kind of different versions Of this story So it varies mm-hmm. So engineers working On the Kola Peninsula In Siberia See the other one Said it wasn't named But here it says it is were drilling a well, searching for oil or natural gas. In addition, they found rare geological formations and even gold. Eager to discover what else the well would yield, they kept drilling. After more than a year, the well was about 1,800 miles deep. Wait, what? That's I know. It's 1,800 clear. miles yeah. deep? That's it, crazy. That can't be right. It's, it's, got that it, kind it's of not. Money. It's got to be um, 1,800, uh, I don't know. What's Meters? More, feet? Meters? Meters? I don't know. Meters? That makes more sense. So we'll stick with nine miles for the sake of the story. Yeah, because yeah. what? Uh, 1,800 miles. Then one day the drill. I, I guarantee yeah. you we're going to be using Nick for some Google facts on this one. We should. Because I, I, I would like to, I need a picture of a, the, the core and the mantle and everything in front of me. Yeah. Right now. We need samples. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then one day the drill bit suddenly began to rotate wildly. The geologist and engineers felt a blast of searing heat gush out of the hole and thought they heard giants faint or heard faint sounds, not giant sounds, emanating from the well. They raised the drill and lowered temperature gauges to measure the heat from the bottom of the hold. It registered over 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that's consistent. We've penetrated to the molten center of the earth, the geologist said. But that doesn't account for the sounds, one of his colleagues answered back. So they lowered highly sensitive microphones down the hold. Up from the well came sounds of agonizing screams. We haven't penetrated the Earth's core, the geologist said. We've entered the gates of hell! Exclamation mark. This is, okay, what are you, you're reading this, this is like the story that was in the paper? This this is the story that was told on the website. That quote, that happened to know that the paper. So then they must have been talking about 1,800 miles then. This is essentially the legend. Sure, but we're not talking like nine. This isn't the story miles. from the paper. This is the story from the but website. Th- in this section, though, it, I'll, I think they did mean eighteen hundred miles. Oh, they definitely did. It's their own version. It's almost. It's almost its own tale. Uh, Nick, I the, want you to be almost ready with uh, what is the deepest hole ever drilled. So the story eventually made its way to the American Trinity Broadcasting Network which broadcasted on the network claiming it to be proof of the literal existence of hell. So uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network, great. Is that then, just to interject, is, I mean, is hell itself then humans uh, over-exploration 
technology is progress in essence <laughs> our hell yeah and then we physically we, or we, just we physically hit the the molten mantle of, yeah. of the earth metaphorically are we just the more we learn the more we know the closer we get to hell yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know this how to i don't know Norwegian. how to pronounce this so i'll just say it how it's spelled it's, it's a norwegian name hey i'm uh, half norwegian oh hey Maybe look, how do you it. how do you say that aj aj okay aj randolin aj randolin a norwegian teacher heard the story on tbn the trinity broadcasting network while visiting the united states disgusted with what he perceived to be mass gullibility Rendelin decided to augment the tale at TBN's expense. Rendelin wrote to the network originally claiming that he disbelieved the tale, but upon his return to Norway, supposedly read a factual account of the story. According to Rendelin, the story claimed not only that the curse, cursed well was real, but that a bat-like apparition, a common pictorial representation of demons such as the Michelin Jellos, I'm a Michelin man. Yeah, sure. I'm Monsieur Bibendum. He was invented in <laughs> uh, Germany. And the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah. Uh, had risen out of it before blazing a trail across the Russian sky. To perpetuate his hoax, Rendelin deliberately mistranslated a trivial Norwegian article about a local building inspector into the story and submitted both the original Norwegian article and the English translation to TBN. Rendelin also included his real name, phone number, and address, as well as those of a pastor friend who knew about the hoax and agreed to expose it to anyone who called seeking verification. Oh, so that pastor needs to look up uh, some of his uh, yeah things about honesty in the bu- in the the good book, you know. Uh, so yeah, so this this tale has so many variations. It's sort of like uh, uh, we- Weekly World News started reporting on it in the '90s, in like 1992, uh, and they set the story on an Alaskan oil rig. <laughs> Where thirteen workers were killed when the devil came roaring out of hell. I, so, so I, I think swear that almost God, takes. I remember what that looked like on the cover of the Weekly News. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I've always been a big fan of like the <laughs> Weekly News and the National Enquirer, just to see what crazy photos and pictures they have on the front. I cool. bought them before just to like look yeah. at the bizarre, like how far they go. Yeah. Whoever, whoever God, had that this. job of coming up with uh, photoshopping or hand doodling oh, yeah. or whatever it took <laughs> to make Photoshop. the Bat Boy really the Bat Boy was amazing. Son of the apparition, yeah, possibly apparently. out of the yeah. Russian yeah. the hey, steps, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have I have an audio clip, and it's from the show Coast to Coast, and it's somebody related to the myth who provided some audio tapes. He provided the audio tapes of the screams. So I have those here for so you guys to listen to. Is this uh, Coast to Coast with Art Bell? This or is Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Art, the Art Bell. I got to okay. say, uh, Forbidden Dimension from Calgary. Uh, they're, uh, not their last album, but the album before, Cool Sounds Out of Hell, depict. It's kind of a take on that story, actually. Mm. Excellent multi-tiered illustration of a microphone going into the pits of hell. Yeah. Oh, just saying. That's, that's it's excellent. so it's that's made its way that's into amazing. well, maybe in our local we'll, uh, rock and roll we'll lore as well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I want you guys to listen to this, and I want you to listen to the sounds very carefully because we'll talk about what it what it. So this is recording from that was given to Art Bell. Given to Art Bell. Okay. For his show. Uh, and it was somebody apparently related to the story. So, Nick, if you want to play the clip. I'm not going to go insane for listening to, to this, nope. am I? Nope. Duh. Now, I've got a clean copy of it now, and uh, I warn you, 
uh, this could scare you. Here's the email. Dear Art Bell, I just recently began listening to your radio show and could not believe it when you talked about the sounds from hell tonight. My uncle had told me this story a couple of years ago, and I didn't believe him. Like one of your listeners who discounted the story as nothing more than just a religious newspaper fabricated account. The story about the digging and hearing of the sounds from hell is very real. It did occur in Siberia. My uncle collected videos and so forth on the paranormal, supernatural. He passed away fairly recently, but he would have loved your show. He let me listen to one of the audio tapes that he had on the sounds from hell in Siberia, and I copied it. He received his copy from a friend who worked at the BBC. It took me a while to find it tonight, but attached is that sound from my uncle's tapes. It's not the greatest quality, but the sounds are there. I was very hesitant to send you this, as the sound bothers me to listen to. I'd suggest that if you do play it on the program, warn listeners in advance so they may have the option of turning the radio off for 30 seconds while it plays. Do I still have that option? It has always haunted me. It now, guys. To those who discounted the Siberia sounds from Hell Story, it is true, and I, for one, wish it wasn't. Rick, listening from Chicago. And so I submit now the cleaned... Uh, a better copy to you, and uh, I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Can we get a linguist on that? Because I, chili. I'll I'll Borcelli it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. put it through a uh, babble fish on. Yeah. Borcelli um, fish. Speaking of the Borcelli, I do have the facts you asked for, Sean. Well, I'm curious. So if we're talking 1,800 miles, sure. How how technically deep is the core from well, the surface right the, now? The actual hole. Uh, I've found two different uh, loca- two different sites. Say two different. Okay. Things. What I want though, here's the info I want. Mm. I want what the distance is from the the outer core to the core. How deep is the core? Oh God, I can't. Remember. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's that. Those, those are the questions. I want some uh, facts stuff. Yeah. Uh, we don't need additional facts to the, well, the mythology. The that... deepest hole ever drilled, though, is actually twelve point three kilometers. And it was twelve point three. It was Russian researchers trying to bore through the crust, the, the actual Earth's outer crust, to sample what was underneath. And then that was later beaten in, I believe, 2008 by an oil well. Wow. That's deep, though. That's This crazy one was deep. only nine miles. So, that w- th- <clears throat> so 1,800 miles, obviously, is not something that we've ever done. No, that's crazy. Yeah. So, But nine is a little closer. And yep. that's just to get past, like, we've... So we, we have broken the crust then? Yes. Oh, yeah. It took over 14 kilometers just to get through the first layer of crust. Yes, that yeah. was 40 years ago. That's crazy. 
so sort of what's interesting about this story um i need to i kind of need to burp uh what's uh, in, what's that wasn't me <laughs> yeah uh, yeah you said i kind of need to burp and then there was definitely an audible burp yeah but it wasn't me <laughs> yeah i can't prove it because this is audio but seriously i think we could dig a hole about nine feet away and we know where that sound came from <laughs> yeah right over there hey back behind us okay so anyways that was scary that was scary it was it was creepy i don't know about the uh, the voice in the middle there's a bit of loop on it here well that's you know what here's where we're gonna we're gonna go with this okay these kind of like if you look at uh rendlin playing and like adding to this story and being being a shithead about it Uh and sort of fucking with the tbn people and then you can clearly see the weekly world news added that thing flying out of out of the out of the pit and mm-hmm. the devil himself came out like mm-hmm. a demon you know right so they implanted the idea mm-hmm. sure so like you can kind of see the the growth of the of the myth right there mm-hmm. and i uh, i think that's something that's you know relatively much more difficult or i don't know if it's more or much less difficult now that the internet exists and like these things fly oh yeah they take on a life of their own within it's completely like, different and a week. we're that much more informed but we're so, we're still we're that much more informed by our like quick mythologies and yeah. quick yeah. stories as well. So, so yeah. um, like what was actually found about that recording, or is or is more or less accepted as the truth, uh, is that the recording was later found to be looped together from various sound effects, sometimes identified as the soundtrack of the 1972 movie Barren Blood, oh. which I'm not familiar with. Paul? I've heard of that. Like I have that not seen know. that, but I've heard of a uh, 1972. I, I've watched a lot of Italian horror from that yeah. time period, yeah. and those movies are genuinely way more terrifying. So than, you know that it's Italian horror. Uh, I don't know if that one is, but it's from that era, from yeah. the early 70s yeah. right. to the mid 70s. It's the scariest movies on earth because yeah. they're there's just this grain to the film, but there's this audio quality. There is also with Italian films there there wasn't a bar. There wasn't sallow, yeah, there, there was blood-sucking no freaks for them. They just, these are insane. They went crazy. Films, yeah. 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 Cannibalism. It's just like whatever yeah. goes. When I was thinking about uh, how how the internet would change, like it's so easy to fact check that now. Like people can go look at old movies and then put it on the internet and play with this clip and post and say, "Look, this is totally debunked now." Yeah. So I was thinking about like, have I ever actually come into contact with urban legends? in my day-to-day life in my adulthood and there's one there's one urban legend that i've come into contact with that at the time i thought was totally true Mm. and it was told to me in the classic way from a friend who'd heard it from a friend and it was his friend apparently who had this happen to her Mm. and she was babysitting or or not babysitting house sitting for a family here in the area on the north end Mm. and she was uh taking care of not only the house, but also an older dog that was there. And the family had said, look, this dog is quite old. He might not make it till we get back. So if he passes away, just give us a call. We've, we've already alerted our, our vet. They know. So it's, it's, it's okay. I, I hope she was paid well for this house sitting here. Yeah, gig. that's a tough yeah. That's a, That's hard to deal with. So, of course, the dog croaks while the family's away. Oh, God. And she calls the family. She says... Hey, I'm really sorry the dog died. I'm really sorry the dog died, and I, I don't know what to I don't know what to do, and I, I don't know how to get it to the vet. And the 
the family says, oh, it's it's okay. It's totally okay. We, we really knew this was going to happen. We were expecting it. There's a suitcase in the basement. It's a big one. You can put him in there. Just grab grab a cab or something. Take a take the dog to the vet, and they'll dispose of it. And so she stuffs the dog in the suitcase, and she goes lumbering out to, onto the street. But she doesn't uh, she doesn't call a cab. She goes and takes the bus. Oh boy! Uh, maybe she thought it wouldn't fit. It's a big suitcase. So she gets. She's sitting there on the or sitting there waiting for the bus, and this man is also sitting there waiting for the bus. The bus pulls up, and she's having a hard time lifting this heavy suitcase. The man goes, "Do you need a hand with that?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure, thank you. That'd be awesome." And he helps her get it onto the bus. And he goes, "Geez, that's that's a heck of a heavy bag you got there. What's in that thing?" And she says, "Oh, you know, just some textbooks and my computer stuff for school." And he goes, "Oh, I got gotcha. you." And they chat a little bit on the bus ride, and it comes to her stop. And he goes, oh, I'm getting off here as well. Do you need a hand again with the bag? She says, yes, thank you. That'd be great. So he's hobbling with it to the front of the bus, and he gets off the bus just before she does, and he bolts with the bag. Bingo was his name-o. Bingo was his name-o. So he's stolen what he thinks is textbooks and computers, but is, in fact, a dead dog. (laughs) How fast can you bolt if he's dragging that bag? I don't know. Hence, hence the fact that it's probably a, a, a myth. myth, right? A myth. Right, right. <laughs> the re- and I think it's in the retelling. I think if uh, you know, I mean, there's certain things. Oh, I told, I it? told is it. That, to, that's, I, that's that's the myth. That's the man, the story. That's man the... runs away with a suitcase that he thinks he's won the jackpot with, but is in fact a dead dog. And and you can find the myth in other places. In some cases, it's a subway station, a subway platform, and he punches the the, the house sitter. Right, uh, takes it. and takes off. It's uh, it's it's. I found out later. Like I found, I honestly, the way I was told it, it was a true story and happened in Edmonton. Yeah, and it was somebody who knew somebody. I retold the story to another friend. Yeah, because I was like, this is crazy. You got to hear this. And that friend said, Oh my god, I know that girl. I heard this story. And then I went online and I looked up the story because I was like, it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. far fetched. And I looked it up, and it's sure enough, it's a classic. It's a classic, but I'd never come across one naturally in in my mm. adulthood. Like, I've never actually had somebody tell me a story. Well, because especially that with I that had to one, look up like that. Like, it, the story doesn't have much farther to go in its evolution in a way. Like, it, it it's easily set anywhere. Yeah, mm. definitely urban. You know, urban setting. Yeah. Everyone can recognize how this kind of thing happens. Books, mm-hmm. computer, and yeah. a, a suitcase. At, at the same time, it doesn't items. need to get blown out of proportion either. It's a, it's a story that, like, the way I, I what I said at the end was like, and that's it. Yeah, that's a story. It's like because it sounds plausible. Because it's that's it. That's it. It's like yeah, it was crazy. And that's how you end it. It's like yeah, yeah. but it's a crazy story up to that, right? Yeah, that's all you need. Absolutely. <clears throat> it there's so little detail. That it's way easier to, to fathom. Yeah. And it's funny because you'd have to retell it. Like if somebody reheard it down the line, they'd have to change. Like even people are getting rid of their laptops now. Like it's not even a thing anymore to have a laptop. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to a friend actually just on the weekend and they were like, oh yeah, I just cleaned up my laptop and just, you know, chucked it kind of thing. It was just like, I got my phone or I have, you my know, iPad, iPad or something. There's just these other sources 
So you'd have to change, almost change the story to hear that one again or something, yeah. you know, like it would have to evolve well, in its was, details this was to make five it, years ago. Yeah. Probably. To make it yeah. plausible. So it's funny if that story got retold, somebody will probably say, well, it was probably an iPad in there. Yeah. You know, so it, it's so weird that it's a, uh, the details play a large mm. role in the believability to make a, to make a story believable, yeah. to pass on a story like that. So they, you'd have to change it. That story in particular, because it was a laptop in that. Yep. It's not funny. Awesome. Um, well, that's, that's super interesting. I think so. I, I, the hell one, I think I've heard parts of that. I've, I think I heard it before when I was a, a young it remind It reminds me a lot of, maybe the, that's uh, where the dream came from. The, uh, buried treasure on that island where there's a deep 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 well and everyone who tries to like spelunk down there or get lowered down will die and there's bad gases down there and it's cursed but apparently and no one's reached the bottom but that's where a pirate had buried some treasure and that's that's on an island i don't know if it's canadian that's canadian it's 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 in canada it's in the maritimes that's an awesome story because they've actually looked down into it and yeah. it's it's such interesting intricate chambers all the way down. Yeah, and it's real. It's a it's a place. Yeah, it's a fascinating place. It, it's and they've never been to the bottom. They can't get there. It's so hard. But every all the way down are these like log platforms. Well, mainly also because uh, to this day, like you'd think like ah, but science, right? Science, we can do it. But science yeah. also doesn't care. Yeah. So it's still the treasure hunters who are trying to raise funds in order to get the equipment to properly go down there and they oh, just yeah. haven't been able to do it yeah. science could do it like if we really put our mind to it i'm sure we could get down there it's not a problem it's funny this is connected but not this isn't really my myth but it's i had heard that uh in Kananaskis after world war ii a bunch of nazis were actually s- scooted into the country and hidden in Kananaskis, and they had there was cabins mate built and i think I don't know if they, it was there for, they weren't really being hidden. I think they possibly hidden by the government, who knows, but they had forks and knives and like cutlery, gold cutlery, all the Nazi accoutrements. Mm-hmm. And so it is said that in Kananaskis country, there is actually all the Nazi cutlery. After they got found out, they had to disassemble everything. They hid all their, all the cutlery, the gold cutlery and goblets and all the junk they brought over to make them comfortable while they were here. They hit it all wow. in Kananaskis. I haven't heard that one. So there's wow. actually, there's actually Nazi. We we're joking uh, amongst friends. I, I, I don't disbelieve that yeah, one. Cause yeah. like there's lots of like, they, a lot of them went down to Brazil. That's and right. Stuff, but, yeah. And so yeah. this one is another, I think who knows what someone trying to get information out of them or just protecting them or, but they brought all that stuff to make them comfortable in these little cabins in Kananaskis and they supposedly hit all that cutlery and goblets is still hidden in Kananaskis. <laughs> That's kind of kind of crazy. I want to go on a treasure hunt. Oh my god! Uh, well, Kananaskis ca- is a pretty giant swath of. Yeah. You know what though? I'm <laughs> sure to see. And again, you fall. It's kind of. But like, you got to find these. You got to find the clues, and you got to find <laughs> the journal entries. <laughs> no. And you got to find their little maps. <laughs> well, the scene. This and this is what makes like this is what makes like uh, shows like Fringe and. But X-Files, of course, coming back on mm-hmm. a Netflix, becoming relevant again because of its reintroduction to culture through Netflix, which is kind mm-hmm. of a cultural entity in itself right now, reintroducing all this old information as new information and people rediscovering how good these shows were yeah. or bad or what, what, you know, whatever you think. But um, 
it's kind of like Mulder said on in the like the first episode of X Files. I think Scully goes something like, uh, "Oh, what are you doing reading these trashy magazines, National Enquirer, something yeah. like that?" And he goes, "Well, there's clue, there's clues everywhere." And he says, "Some of these are so blatant, yeah, that you can't deny them, and you never know. Follow one of these leads, you just never know." And sure enough, he used to do that to correlate some of the other information he would get from sources in the. Uh, and the FBI and stuff, and to yeah. come, to come mm-hmm. up with where these actual X Files were happening. Find the truth, the truth is somewhere in the middle. That's yeah. right. That's right. And so that's I think that's what you know. That's what you got to take from some, all of this. Yeah. That maybe it wasn't totally true, but it's there's something there. Something like this must have there. happened to somebody. Like there's some forks somewhere. Yeah, there's some forks somewhere. There's forks. There's there's got to be some fork, a, forks forking happening somewhere. Gold forks somewhere. <laughs> Um, on that note, let's pause it. In the piss break, Paul, you yeah. were, you were going to tell a story about, uh, it was a good piss break though. I, I really need it. Sorry guys. You emptied the tank. You're I didn't know I needed it until I needed it. You filled the well. Yeah. Really? Oh. No, I don't think I did. No. Went right through. No. <laughs> I emptied the, the well core. is what I did. <laughs> Hell came out of my body. See? Maybe <laughs> so this maybe this is all about perspective. Yeah. Cup half full. Or you you know, or is it half empty? Is hell half full or half empty? <laughs> <laughs> look, if you look at it this way, hell's half empty. I mean there's not not everybody's going. No. Yeah. So you were gonna tell us about uh, something you've well, it's on a something trip. It, re- you, it, re- it related. It it's something you heard. Well, y- right, or it was related to. I heard. I heard that it ex- that that there was a story. Well, I was okay. Now this that, I, that I relates I, to the the hell in the well. Yeah. yeah, well hell. Yep. So I saw this. I actually um, and I was in Koyasan, which is a. Uh, it sounds delicious. Two hundred. I know. I love a it does, right oh, now. Yeah. but not. Mm. But I think there's about two hundred fifty thousand people buried there. I think it's a it's a Buddhist cemetery where most of the emperors are buried in Japan, and I was there in the spring. Anyways, walking through, it's super peaceful. There's all these little statues called Jizos, and they're dressed at the kind of people dress them up, knit little outfits for them, and they're little stone statues that look like just very peaceful little kind of baby men, children, mm-hmm. baby statues. Uh, I've seen photos of those. Yeah, and then and I, lo- I love that. They're so amazing. That style, it's beautiful. And then and they're in the trees. So there's a tree yeah. with a huge uh, crevice in it, or something, or an old, like, you know, an ancient tree. Sure. They're kind of inside. They built it's all so these little Miyazaki. Oh, so <laughs> actually, it's so Miyazaki. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And this space, it started snowing the day we were there, Oof. like this Ooh. spring snow. So this is actually kind of like. Mishima at the same time it's kind of it's every Japanese thing at once and we had to take a tram up to this place so it was super special getting there took ages to get up there and then when we got there so we're walking around it's super peaceful you see all these uh just tons of these graves that go back centuries so anyways on our way around the pathway coming back from seeing the main temple and seeing uh and this is like the basically the the birth this is kind of one of those like this is where the the guy that actually brought buddhism to the level it is now this is where he presided and so anyways as we're walking away from the main <clears throat> temple we're you know we're in awe 
total awe or I was I was in total awe and we were uh coming away from it and we saw this and then we see these kind of like you know there was just there'd be little plaques historic plaques kind of outlying the importance of certain um certain era of mausoleum and certain eras of uh of graves and this and that and this is a show shogun from this time so we saw this one we saw this one i'll i'll do this one first because it kind of relates it's kind of both yours it wrapped into one in two different items there's this one uh little almost monument but it was just kind of a it was just kind of a a stone just like a little just kind of stone monument and next to it was the plaque that was saying if you put your ear i'm just gonna paraphrase this if you put your ear to the top of this stone you can hear the cries from hell Ooh. yeah Jeez. and so being in this peaceful and so uh, you know peaceful cemetery the it's not even raining. It's like the snow, this like light snow slowly coming down. So it's almost like it's like in the movie, the changeling with George C. Scott, <laughs> where the ball, there's a children's ball yeah. that's coming down with a bell in it. That's coming down the stairs from where the child had, had been murdered. It's coming down the stairs in slow motion. And they all go, look, look at the stairs in like regular motion. And it's like, ching, ching. <laughs> And just and then you hear a violin go. It's like the slowest violin in history. Anyways, I kind of got that same feeling when I put my ear to it. I didn't hear the sounds of hell, but you didn't. The fact that they didn't. No, I didn't. What did you hear? But I heard nothing. I just I was having I was just in such a peaceful place. But it's scarier. But I'm well. That's it. Maybe I wasn't. Um, or maybe maybe I wasn't a, a receiver. Maybe I wasn't the antenna for that message. Maybe I was in. Maybe there's something else out there for me. So this is for the general pop. Like maybe th- or they, maybe they didn't want you to hear something right away because you're gonna have to deal with it for the rest of eternity. Well, maybe know. that's it. Maybe there's uh, <laughs> maybe there's something else. As they say, there's something else. There's something yeah. else. So there's a plaque for whoever walks by, though. So this freaks me out. Anyways, about maybe 20 feet away from that, maybe 20 feet, 50 feet, there's a well. Oh. And here's, so here was the sound aspect with the well aspect. And, it's, and it had a little plaque. And, it was, and there was a cool like little temple there and everything. But the well itself said, if you look into the well... And you don't see your face, you'll die. And it gave a certain amount of time. Uh, what was this? I couldn't remember. The, like the seven, seven days, seven days, or something like that. And sure enough, I looked in and I took a photo. I just <laughs> saved myself by the by the by the glare of nose. my nose, <laughs> because it's just in the photo. You can just see the end of my nose, pretty much, <laughs> and the outline of my head, and you couldn't really see my face. So. If I didn't see the end of my nose, <laughs> who knows? Of my, you, who knows? <laughs> but I, but this is, and again, this is lore. Like yeah. enough people told this that they made an expensive plaque to put in front of a crazy little well in this, and they had to take it all the way up this mountain. Yeah, like it took, uh, mm-hmm. like a, it was a, a tr- oh, what do they call? It? What do they call it? It's like a tram. It's like a gondola, but it's on tracks. 
Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes I, up uh, the mountain. Uh, funicular. Funicular. Yeah. That's it. And so we went up, and I, I get ten points. So can for, you imagine? So somebody's gotta get all this prepared. Yeah. Get funding for it or whatever, and then yeah. get this plaque, put it there, and to you know to welcome people to their own nightmares or to <laughs> yeah. to the scariest thing. Well, you yeah. know what? If uh, got nothing to be afraid of. Uh, well, that's the way I looked you know. at it. I, that's the way I looked at it. Like, well, you know, you lived a good life. Yeah. Good run. Yeah. Fun. Good fun run. fact. Uh, yeah. Buddhists and particularly Tibetan Buddhists uh, description of hell features an equal number of hot and cold hells. Mm. Hey, second fun fact. Uh, the idea of a fiery burning hell is actually more of a contemporary yeah. uh, idea of what hell is. Uh, if you look at Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. Dante's Inferno, uh, the, the, f- like the center of hell is actually uh, ice Ice, <coughs> Dante's Inferno blazing. portrays portrays the innermost. Lucifer is literally circle. frozen in the middle. The ninth circle of hell is a frozen lake of blood and yeah. guilt. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. in Dante's Inferno. Yeah, you know, maybe like one the, of the, one of the best books on this so stuff that I've ever read. Really yeah. awesome. You know what though? Best depiction of the devil coming through the door. Oh. Prince of Darkness, John Carpenter. Oh, Prince of Darkness. He comes yeah. through the mirror? Yeah, the mirror. So the mirror, vanity itself, the symbol of vanity, is how he enters this world. But he gets the... Don't they get, like, transmissions? Yeah, because they, they, they're scientists, right? They're scientists yeah. that are trying to research right. it. right. And, and it's him waking up. Oh. It's on the video. And everyone's going crazy. <laughs> it's like these, like, video... That movie... Could have been so amazing. phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I I I appreciate it for what it is, yeah. and I I love the idea. The idea. The oh idea was phenomenal. So but ugh, in the end, they shouldn't have had you know, and they shouldn't have had Alice Cooper in there. I know they're throwing him in for some like, you know, buddy bucks or whatever. Right. It's just they should have you seen it, Mike. Uh, no, I've seen the trailer. I've seen. I uh, highly like recommend watching it. I've been meaning to watch There's it forever. You've actually recommended are, it yeah. to, before. Yeah. And what is funny because mythology, and here I am like dropping pop culture references yeah. because, you know, we're so affected by them day to day. I mean, oh, heck. Well, and again, like YouTube or whatever. Look, it's, at, uh, look at the movie Candyman. That's based on an urban legend. Right, right, right. About right. A, like a, the, it's actually a, the Candyman. Similar Man. to a Bloody Mary. Yeah, uh, mythos. The origin yeah. of the Candyman is like a father who poisoned his son with Halloween candy. Yeah, uh, but told everybody that he just got poisoned Halloween candy because he used that legend to use it as like. I was afraid of that. Too. I was so afraid of that one. Was yeah, so was I. I thought there was going to be a razor blade in everything. Yeah, razor blade. I wasn't afraid apple. of poison. I was afraid of who needles and that? razor blades. I didn't think about poison. Well, I, I, to be honest, I would never eat an apple. That was given yeah. to me, anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not unless I knew the person. Common I, sense. I think common sense uh, has to play into they, the they mythology. Also, they, we were taught that with Snow White. You don't. Yeah. You don't eat an apple you don't from eat a apples. stranger. You nope. don't. So, Paul, you have uh, prepared something. Yeah, this I is have. Your turn, Paul. Your right. turn. So it might be short, might be tight. I don't know. That's fine. We've got we're, we've got lots of material. No, it's fine because Mike talked way too long. <laughs> I think I, I you know I got interrupted a lot, but they were good interruptions. 
I think we were oh, we got interjections. There were interjections. I, we lo- were... I love it. Interjections. Yeah. That's a kinder, uh, softer, we were, uh, softer word. I. It was good. I yeah. liked it. It was a good discussion. I think we just let it. I thought we were go. putting a few more weights around the uh, the diver's waist and taking him to deeper levels. So he could go deeper in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. Of... Think of us as uh, yeah. weights <laughs> holding <laughs> yeah. you down while you're uh, getting holding closer, you down. closer to the pits of hell. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the ocean is kind of. Hey, wait. How deep's the ocean? Oh my god! <laughs> don't look it up, Nick. It's fine. You don't have to Borcelli that. <laughs> don't Borcelli that. Don't Borcelli. Okay, Paul. Let's. Okay, it's your turn. Okay, so in reading, uh, and I heard that uh, I actually read this years and years and years ago. Just getting you know into occult subjects and stuff like that, and uh, of course, a famous British occultist, uh, Alistair Crowley, who I mm-hmm. I don't really hold in high regard, but I think he's a great bibliographer. Mm-hmm. Super good bibliographer because you could read one of his books and it'll basically footnote a hundred books that you should read more seriously than any of his. So oh, for sure. that's what I do. I love him for that because the guy knew his stuff. He just, the way he combined it for his own thing. Anyways, he's always at the top of the heap when talking about occult stuff because it's uh he's referenced constantly for this kind of thing. But, uh, I read. I remember reading this story and thinking it was like the greatest thing ever because it almost seemed like that telekinesis or, you know, all these kind of things you see in uh, all these subjects you kind of experience in movies and maybe something you want, you want someday, like you know, like contr- mind control or whatever, just to you know to take some barriers out of your in your life, and well, so. Good. It's it's superpowers, right? Yeah, superpowers, and yeah. it's and it's the whole, and that's why I think the whole superhero mythos is so huge. I mean, not so much now, but five years ago, ten years ago, it was building even more. So they were reinventing the comic book for popular culture because people weren't quote unquote reading anymore. Mm-hmm. So they were now they were transforming to the screen so people could carry on these what well, became franchises, but this mythos, our popular kind of culture. And so anyways, I remember reading this and thinking it was the greatest thing on earth. And over the years, it keeps coming up in documentaries. And uh, so I guess here's how the story goes anyways, is that um, Alistair Crowley was being, uh, he was being interviewed by, uh, by a New York journalist named William Seabrook. So I'm assuming that he is, uh, Alistair Crowley is staying with Seabrook to, you know, to, he was invited to so Seabrook could pick his mind and uh, find out more about him because he was writing for the New Yorker and he was writing for all these uh, kind of big publications, pretty square publications too. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, exposing the occult, kind of maybe the way in uh, the 30s, uh, Montague Summers wrote all, a series of books, The Werewolf, Witchcraft, Vampirism. And so he was trying to expose the world to all these subjects. And so anyways, the story goes that uh, he was walking down a New York street with with William Seabrook and they were talking about ritual magic and and the and the point that I understand about ritual magic and how it's mentioned in in most books and uh is the disposal of um of obstacles to right. get to what mm-hmm. you want to get to where your yeah. will needs you to be so really with a lot of spells and stuff like that they're you're searching for to do, to get rid of obstacles to get what you want. Mm-hmm. So it's not mm-hmm. about really adding 
something. It's about subtracting something from the mix. So anyways, he's going down the street, supposedly it's New York Street, walking. Um, it's Crowley and Seabrook walking. And uh, he must have asked him about this. And they refer to this actually as spooky action at a distance is what is right. what they were talking about. And so um, and so Crowley goes, I'll show you my power. I'll show you how to I'll show you my powers right now. And he started walking like the, there was a guy walking in front of him that supposedly he didn't know. And uh, they had just been walking randomly for a long time. And uh, just telling, you know, talking about this stuff. They're just picking each other's brains. And so Crowley starts walking like the guy right in front of him. And exactly with the same arm and the same gait in his walk. And he was like, uh, and he, and then all of a sudden Crowley like falls to his knees. And the guy in front of him falls, like trips and falls. Wow. And they call it spooky. They call it action at a distance. But they refer to it actually there's in a lot an, of there's an it's an anagram, right? So no, I, there I think there's an anagram for it, isn't there? I've I've heard oh, that'd be amazing. I, I don't know about I the. I think anagram. there is. I, we'll have to look it up. Okay, maybe that spooky action at a distance. Yeah, try uh, borchelling that on on there and see if like, I'm I think I've read about there actually being yeah like a shortened version of that. Well, there's like, it's, an, a, it's a term. Well, originally, yeah. uh, Einstein, I, I mean, these are theories through the ages, actually, that uh, from like uh, Einstein explained it really well, actually. But uh, I, mean, I think that might be my more how I know it, not through actual metaphysical stuff, but uh, through science. Yeah, through science. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's it's really interesting yeah. how how those two things like it is. So anyways. The story that's as far as the story went it just kind of ended there and you'd be like well what happened next and that's just it they always end the story right there it's pretty quick right but it's interesting because do it. that's what i know that's I what it was about it's about and so i mean with the science of it being uh and the th i guess newton newton had a theory about it but he never got he never got it published because he thought people would think he was crazy wow for th for thinking that Oh, okay, so is what, that what is his theory? Okay, well, Einstein's is called quantum entanglement. That's what I figured it mm, okay. was. That's quantum what I thought it was. Sure. So anyways, in like totally uh, quick terms, anyways, it's a quantum is a property of waves. When a pebble is dropped in a pond, the ripples will expand out from the center. The circles will have the same up or down movement as they expand from their radius. And they are entangled or synchronized. And uh, light is no different, and it is three-dimensional, therefore spherical. The polarization or spin will be the same for each wave, spherical, wave front. Mm -hmm. And then it, uh, therefore, the photon will have opposite polar, I guess, I guess, polarization or spin on the opposite mm -hmm. sides of the light sphere. Right. So it actually it kind of it 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 entangles. So they both exist in the exact same space, the exact same moment, but their waves are co kind of contradicting each other. Right. So he, I guess, what what possibly what could I don't know what could explain what Crowley did, unless it was just will, pure will, and then he was willing a kind of energy within the same. So this guy was existing as his ripples. And Crowley was, but Crowley was sinking the ripples so that they both, when one fell, the other one fell or something, you know, like, mm, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to explain it, but. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, 
obviously one of one of the common when talking quantum entanglement is that they do it with photons often, right. where they will uh, have the ex- the mirrored photon reacting or moving in the same trajectory or like what happens to one happens to the other across right. vast spaces of yeah and it could time. be it could time be and space. time yeah. space and yeah. so you're yeah he existed he willed himself but that's how i'm thinking it because uh crowley was all about will mm-hmm. and uh f- and so he willed himself into that you know like uh, into his exact space at that exact time and <clears throat> I wonder if, yeah, if, if you're taking if you use will as possibly uh, something that can be measured as a energy. Well, that's just it. You know, it, 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 consciousness or uh, uh, conscious yeah. consciousness uh, there's deliberation. A whole, there's deliberation a whole lot of, of uh, yeah. there's a whole lot of different theories about consciousness right now. that are you know a little out there, but there's there's been a lot of talk about it lately. Uh, I, if anybody out there listens to the podcast Mysterious Universe, I was just—they were just talking about a similar mm-hmm. thing. They, con- they they often bring up the idea that consciousness um, is transmitted, like the idea that our brain isn't actually producing it so much as receiving it. And that sounds ludicrous. That's the idea of global consciousness or sure. synchronicity. All TM, yeah. uh, Transcendental Meditation talks about that, that you can sure. create a wave of world peace if enough yeah. people mm-hmm. are on the same wavelength. Or whatever. Right. And and so the idea is that, like, you know, this signal's coming from somewhere else, so maybe you can will it to something else, like uh, him willing it to somebody else. To the other person. Yeah. To the other person. Um, there's actually cases where people have a disorder that leaves them essentially with an empty husk of a skull they have a tiny piece of brain and a ton of brain like spinal fluid mostly is what's filling the cavity but they don't know it until they're till they go in and get tested that that they're functioning normally there's a, a professor of mathematics who's 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 got the condition and his the the brain is like very very small and filled with spinal fluid, but he's still receiving the same intelligence that and and somewhat more so than most people would. Interesting. Oh, I want to know more about this. Yeah, it's, it's a very neat. Universe. National Enquirer. I, I read an article. Week. I read an article. You're gonna have it. to. You're gonna have to source we'll, we'll it. We'll put a link to that on. We'll our, link. We'll on link our to our it. Website. And we'll link to Mysterious Universe as well because that's a great episode. Yeah, cool. and a, a great podcast. Super uh, great. We podcast. hope podcast. Uh, at some point that uh, they will do us the honor of being on our show. Oh, I'd love to nerd out with them. They're really, really funny, fun guys, and they know a lot. So, what are your thoughts on Crowley? I mean, I thought that he was, uh, he'd gone so far with all of his concepts that there, I mean, there is a chance that he could have, you know, he could have, they could have willed this guy to the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, think, I mean, if, 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 you know, society or the bulk of society are sheep, mm-hmm. then maybe he, he was able to enter, he didn't enter the guy's consciousness, but he entered, maybe he entered it that, it's hard to say he dropped uh, the, the way the story goes anyways that he dropped first and then the guy dropped right after mm-hmm. so i mean there could be that idea could be i i kind of i kind of like i want to believe it kind of you know like oh, i, I want to say that there's so many empty vessels out there 
that we can fill them with our intentions in mm-hmm. a sense, right? Remove obstacles of having another alpha in front of us and just have these and fill these vessels with our own ideas and thoughts. I think that's, I mean, if that's the case, if there's, you know, I mean, everyone's got the right to, <laughs> to live their own lives, but if you can, um, if, if we can, if we can get a general consciousness happening, even out of the people that don't care about anything, if you can have them, you know, just ohm for a minute with the rest of people who are trying to create or trying to control the, the, the world environment, then that's, that's kind of interesting to me. Well, there's something about also being, uh, either, uh, in tune or in sync with some of the finer uh, elements that cause the bigger ripples. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the old thing where a butterfly flaps its wings causes a hurricane in Japan. That's right. Kind of thing. I guess would be technically, or uh, typhoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I I think I've always found this interesting with synchronicity and uh, spontaneous moments of, like culture blooming at the same time on the opposite sides of the world, which is hard to register nowadays because we're mm-hmm. in such a connected connected world. Like I almost think that we're bypassing some of our natural abilities to oh, do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I find it completely fascinating or the idea of, um, and you've talked about this and I, I've always agreed with you on this about the idea of creating information. Yeah, right, right, Which I think is related to this where if, uh, I mean, let's, a a good analogy for that is like you're in a relationship and then you create the information by saying, I don't know if things are going okay. I I think something's bugging her. Yeah, yeah. I think think she's not liking me because you overthink things that are, like you either are legitimately or not legitimately picking up on signs or variables but by adding to it with you defining those variables that you're picking up on you've added information and especially sharing it with other people and even as close as those people may be that discussion ripples ripples and then it'll ripple against the tide will create a tide against your actual intention yeah you've because you've 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 defined it it. yeah you've you've defined your reality that's right that's right and i think i mean i think that's what what this is in a sense so it's and then you end up uh, being dumped you're being dumped for the same reasons that you were worried about even though she probably hadn't even thought about them before yeah and because you actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> you actually yeah you you actually created that circumstance yeah it's interesting so who knows maybe that guy in front of Crowley just was regular Joe nothing on his mind and he was susceptible to to this you know to this overthrow or maybe this, Crowley's more of a Sherlock Holmes and realized that the obese man in front of him uh, was yeah. sweat, had been sweating for a long time and slowing <laughs> yeah. down and wasn't walking. <laughs> this quite isn't straight. Uh, and then and it it did happen in New York though. It wasn't an overwritten uh, an awesomely overwritten mm-hmm. uh, story in London, but yeah, it was. Uh, that's so funny because that's a uh, that's a huge part of it too. He could have been. It could have been that uh, just being a Sherlock Holmes, right? Like just being. Yeah really in tune and i i still find both ideas fascinating i would like to think that he was such a shyster but he was if anything he was just a self-indulgent 
because he lived by absolute free mm-hmm. will, like heroin, yeah, and just whatever sex with whatever to make that. Uh, I thought you were gonna say tomato. Tomato, <laughs> whatever, with whatever, sex, whatever tomato. tomato, tomato, potato. <laughs> hey, all the same thing, right? Yeah. When you're having sex with whoever you need to get that demon out of the Goetia, and <laughs> that is, I mean, potato, tomato, right? <laughs> But that's what is this thing, and he and some of this one ritual he did. I think at the uh, at the um, at the house in Loch Ness that actually Jimmy Page ended up buying to add to the Led Zeppelin mythology. Um, he did a ritual where he actually didn't finish the ritual and possibly left the gateway open for this goetic uh, spell that he was doing, and that's why that house was uh, just kind of cursed. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Anger. Shot Lucifer rising there, I think, and mm-hmm. just pure madness around uh, that spell was actually left undone, I believe. So therefore, the gateway was open. And it, whether it's, a, again, he could be passing that information on to people, to people, to people, and that house could have been purchased based on that. Like, who knows if maybe Crowley was a manipulator, but I think he was just so far into himself that he wouldn't even have been the detective to try to, sh- to be a shyster. I think he would. I think it was actually, or it just came like a you know like he didn't even notice. Yeah, some th- of the things he was picking up on. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like people who, who are manipulative who aren't necessarily consciously uh, uh, trying to manipulate, but they just they can figure things out about you, right? And then and then. Th- you know, use it right. to their advantage. Even if you didn't see that guy, yeah. but he was like, I think he was, I think he was definitely filling vessels with yeah, whatever I, he could. It was definitely. I, I've, I've read some of Alistair's stuff though. Mm. He, he was pretty smart guy. I, I, I'd like to think that he was uh, hyper observant. Smart enough yeah. to do that even subconsciously. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, I feel like just, like in day-to-day life we've all done that to people in our lives plenty of times well i think uh, i consider myself a bit of an alistair crowley myself a bit of a, <laughs> a, bit of a you guys quantum have no entangler. idea how much i uh manipulate an entangler i wanted to go to bed early tonight and look at this look at there you are yeah. the microphone i never wanted to be in a podcast i never uh wanted to have little uh sisters so i got my mom to have three little brothers wow wow <laughs> exactly that's what i'm saying been like this since I was four and a half. <laughs> he all co- also can start fires with his mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, this is where the re- prodigy song comes yeah. on. Now, right? <laughs> reading yeah. reading Stephen King as a, a you know eleven twelve year old kid. Yeah. Man, I got so fascinated with all this stuff. So did I. Firestarter. Oh yeah. I, Stephen King and Love Dean Coote. Well, that's the powers. <laughs> like, did you the, not the want some Stephen kind King? of power? Like, yeah. I, I remember like being thing. hit by lightning. You get hit by lightning and you gain a power. Like, forget it. It would, like, kill you. But yeah. I thought it would just, like, bolt through then me. Saw the movie, finally. Then you answer. saw the movie Powder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you, like, you realize I lightning will pigment. just turn you pale. I totally want pigment in yeah. my skin. Well, see, superpowers, like, nowadays are so science-based but we've always wanted the superpowers you know like like we talk about crowley where it's still religion and mm. still uh, spirituality mm-hmm. and him like going to the old old readings to like try and figure out you know how to 
time and space. Well, that was it. And then and science started to take over. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it it wasn't a demon or like summoning something. It wasn't magic anymore. Mm-hmm. You were able to even use science, like a hyper science, to to achieve these things. Yeah, and like I mean, even I, governments were were studying this stuff, like Cold War. Oh, sure. They like, well, here's the oh, in, in the that. early link is. The early link is that um, the alchemists, the early alchemists, studied mm-hmm. Hebrew mysticism and esoteric, the esoteric knowledge, and that's all from uh, the the early actually, the early uh, Hebrew mystics had a concept of fourth and fifth dimensions that they mentioned in the Sefer Yetzirah and mm-hmm. making golems, which is probably a metaphor for remolding yourself so you're a ball of clay and you become something Mm -hmm. and but they actually had these dimensions figured out so you have three dimensions and the fourth dimension is the spirit and the fifth one is what you make of your spirit possibly i don't know that's just Mm -hmm. my you know but it's like so that's a you know i mean the early alchemists who became which still a lot of those things stand to science to this day like the alchemists the 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 role of the alchemist uh, continued on till pretty late. Oh yeah, into our history, like Heidelberg I Castle. Say, I think like, was uh, the end. Think of, of it. John D. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and at the John, end, of, John D. was uh, Queen Elizabeth's yeah seer uh, alchemist yeah. or seer. Yeah, mm-hmm. fascinating, fascinating character. That if uh, listeners at home, if you don't know anything about him, yeah, read check up out on John really, D. Really neat guy. See Nokian uh, alphabet. Yeah. There's, I think Llewellyn put out the best. Uh, kind of translation of his works but that's uh that stuff's amazing because that became modern science and a lot of that still stands Mm -hmm. like that's just so amazing it's just the quintessence of alchemy is actually the distillation of the human soul through all your experimentation you distill um i get you distill actual spirits and out of objects but it actually in the end it's meant to be it's a me- almost a, me- a physical metaphor mm-hmm. for you finding out something about yourself and so it's the distillation process really is about you discovering the spirit your spirit and, and, uh, and, but, and i think also like wanting to trans transition transition or a, a change or ascend yeah. Yeah. change of state yeah, yeah. change of state yeah. exactly and i think they'll it's funny because all that that's what I think that's why we you know you believe in a story or a fable to see how it affects you to inspire you to therefore carry on doing what you do to the best of your ability and becoming a better more informed person down the road you know so something might seem pretty outlandish but I think in the end it's there to kind of shove you and whether it takes a story of uh, you know the doldrums and uh, in the countrysides which Mm -hmm. are said to be the the graves of Nephilim or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's these the stories accelerated, uh, people to make bigger civilizations and kind of, uh, you know, inspired. It's kind of a thing of ins- inspiration. So those are myths and legends are meant to carry you into your next phase, hopefully, or, yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's a, good segue into sean what are you you're talking about uh it's not a segue at all 
Well, it's a good uh, it's a good forward to what you're talking about. Well, I think well the segue goes forward. Eh? See, you, you <laughs> it can go it backwards. Technology. It can go here, forward. Here, here's where you can go off cliffs. Don't lean too far. Yeah. You go right over. Yeah, segways they tip over to the left, to the right. Everyone right. leans forward, and of course they're balanced because we're designed for it. But try leaning to the left, <laughs> you'll fall off. So the segue does not exist for this, but you guys came to the table with something that uh, related quite well. Okay. Um, I decided not to come up with my, or to, to find a, a myth uh, to talk about. What I wanted to do was to uh, talk about another way myth can be used, mm. uh, which is uh, things that many people today hold as true, but aren't. So, I mean, we, we talk about some of these where we're like, like we go into it skeptically. And there are people that think that the idea of the, the hell well is true. Mm. And uh, TBN thinks, we got you, know, you can get lots of Alistair Crowley mm. things and superpowers. Like people, there's a lot of believers Powerful in it way. and they practice it uh, as a faith to this day. But then there's, then there's the other side of it where it's just, it's the idea of people thinking well being common knowledge that's yeah, mm. common knowledge that this is true right but it's not it's almost like uh i don't want to i hate saying the word but like a wives tale or something uh, like a wives that. tale or or it's like uh, bad just little things like uh what's uh if you want your bread to stay fresh put it in the fridge right right it's not true coffee coffee in the freezer yeah People do it. It's like it's oh, actually not. It's the way their moms did it. Scientifically, scientifically, it's not even good. Yeah, right. but it's not not the way to do it. Yeah. Okay. I like this. So, so I got it. I went through a lot of sources. Mm-hmm. Um, I got. I, I pulled out a few uh, that uh, just they're things that you wouldn't even think were not true. Mm-hmm. Like you probably some of them, I I I I know, but I I know that other people didn't know. Some of them I was really surprised because okay. I was like, well, why would it, uh, why would it have come about in the first place? You should let us know which is which. Well, yeah, I'll let you know what I knew. Yeah, I'll tell you if you guys are like uh, figures. So I might, I might, I might uh, do maybe as a true or false kind of thing. Do a true or false. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, no, I'm going to do it differently, actually. I'm going to have you guys finish the the myth. Okay. Okay. Or not myth. Oh. Okay. So, George Washington had what kind of teeth? Wooden. Wooden, wooden teeth. Not true. Oh. Had did not have wooden teeth. There was not one bit of wood in his mouth. Where did that come from, then? Uh, it, I heard that in a do- like a documentary. Oh, yeah, it was taught in school. PBS, probably. It was taught yeah, in school. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I yeah. learned that. Uh, George Washington had uh, teeth that were made out of rhino ivory. Wow. Uh, that uh, browned, naturally the ivory browned, yeah. uh, and it was very grainy. Uh, so his, his teeth were made up of uh, real teeth, rhino ivory, uh, gold, and lead. Hmm. No wood. But it's just one of those things. Shocking. You just know it. But it's a myth. That's a myth. Wow, wow, that's totally that's I mean, that's something that was uh they said I remember them saying wooden teeth and I'm like what are you talking about Why? in this documentary? Why did they choose wood? That's <laughs> yeah. the dumbest material. What am I doing? Pick? <laughs> yeah. 
Who rammed that in his mouth? And why why would you even bother? <laughs> why don't you just it. eat soup? Yeah. <laughs> like is, oh, what it, is, is the it so that when he thing? smiles it looks like he has teeth? Like does he does that he whitewash? And we all know how wood acts when you get it wet. What, what? It gets soggy and weird and yeah. falls apart. It wouldn't work. Wood so didn't work. It wouldn't work. Well, it we all a... knew it though. We all knew it was weird. Didn't sit right. It was way I... too Coney Island. Very like yeah. freak show. Yeah. Freak show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so um, there are certain things at Christmas. Uh, plants like uh, uh, mistletoe. Yeah. Poinsettias. Poinsettias. Yeah. Uh, that are poisonous. Mistletoe is definitely poisonous. Uh, poinsettia uh, isn't poisonous. Mm-hmm. But have you heard that it's poisonous? This is something I've been told many, many times. I have. Mistletoe used to be actually, it was held dearly by Druids, actually. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a, that's just a weird, that's a like historic fact. Oh, they yeah. always had it in their bags and they were buried with it. And it, it was, it was uh, something that, that, that's why it's in our Christmas tradition. Is yeah, because of, right. Uh, that's right. Pa- it's pagan. Origins. It's pagan. Yeah. yeah. So point says apparently a lot of people believe them as like toxic because of a 1919 story uh, where a little two-year-old girl uh, died of some kind of poisoning and in the news they had blamed it on her eating some poinsettia leaves. Never heard that. Yeah. Oh, weird. Because we so, had poinsettias when we were growing up, and we were always told keep the animals away. Yeah, don't keep touch the cat, them. Don't let the cats eat them. Yeah, stay They're away not, from those. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Not poisonous. Keep your little brother away from it. Yeah. Keep your four little brothers away. Keep your nineteen little brothers away from it. Uh, everyone knows how Mama Cass died, right? Choked on a ham sandwich. Yes, I knew she choked. I didn't know what from. Her. She didn't choke at all. What heart, attack? heart attack in fact she hadn't even touched the ham sandwich that was found in front of her when she died oh then what was it her heart failed because yeah. she was obese she was obese. that's what i figured that's it bond scott but the doctor ACDC. the doctor actually had attributed to choking he had assumed it was because of her eating and so it's in heart the first failure. notes but then the autopsy had revealed that uh no, it was just her heart failed. This is huge. And it's kind of like Bond's got ACDC. Everyone says he choked on vomit. He makes a better story. Urban legend. But it wasn't. He got drunk and fell asleep in a car and fro- probably froze to death. It mm-hmm. was pretty chilly out. So yeah. And his blood pressure just went way down. And he, fro- and he froze to death. Yeah. So he didn't die of the drink or something. But it was the drink that got him to the position, the physical position where he mm-hmm. couldn't come back to life ever again i think i don't know what the facts are but there's something similar with elvis's death too that didn't it wasn't right it wasn't the pills but it might have been a yeah peanut butter he choked on a fried fried peanut peanut butter butter sandwich sandwich. dude if i'm gonna go i would love to go that way i'm I'm fine with going those ways oh anything with (laughs) peanut butter i'm death on a toilet well, well, no, it just means that depends we, what bathroom. We all are probably going to shit ourselves when we die. Yeah, at the moment of death. So I wouldn't mind being on a toilet when it happens, just for everyone. Just for the sake of everyone God. around. Yeah, you, yeah. he's got to find me. Okay, so what? What is the? Uh, what is the man-made object that we can see from space? Oh, the Great Wall of China. Yeah, I've yeah, heard this. Think so I've heard right, this debunk. Not true. What? It can't be seen from space the great wall of china cannot be seen from space it can it can barely be seen 
from low, low orbit oh. on the clearest of conditions. Really? Yeah. Well, shit. I, I have heard that one. I have heard that one. That's yeah. the one but, thing you can see. I wanted that to be true. I now, did that's too. A fact I haven't been there. I, I read it. I've never been to space either. Well, no, to the Great Wall of China. <laughs> <laughs> but I I hear I heard you could see it from space. Yeah, I just wanted I just wanted to be like I wonder who said like who was like you can't see that. Like who was that? Like Gary uh, Armstrong Jr. <laughs> or something. Like, was you think it was Neil Armstrong's song or something? Like who went up there? You can see the Great Wall of China from here. Hey, we're going up. <laughs> yeah, there. He, he's being super hyperbolic. Going up in order. I know. Everyone, the guys are so high up. I can see the entire no Great wall. wall. I can't even see yeah, the dang yeah. wall. And of here. course, the people. Like, I mean, he was literally in a historical moment. I so can't the, see the dang wall here. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a historical Houston, moment. Houston, Houston, uh, we have a problem. We have no wall of China There's here. There's no wall of China. Oh, no China. wall of China. I don't even know why I, we're up here. I'd like to ask if the wall of China's uh, been taken down, because Houston is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it was probably uh, some guy writing a textbook, a history textbook, right at the moment it was happening because he was cataloging the lunar landing. He's like, okay, it's, it's happening. It's becoming history. He's got a catalog of his again. story, his story. Right. And then he said, I can see the great wall of China from here, up here, all hyperbolic. And then boom, cataloged. It's in there in the books. I, I mean, this is how myths happen, right? Yeah. Like this is something from, we're covering from uh, real time textbook some writing. These, some of these we'll be able to, uh, uh assume, uh, why we know the truth now or where they might've come from. Uh, some of them we won't. Some of them are really, uh, uh, Farfetch. Yeah. Um, here's a great one. This is this is. I'm not even gonna. What? Okay. What happens to your brain when you drink a lot? Dehydrates. What's the? What's a common thing that's supposed to be dying off your cells? Your brain, oh, your you kill cells. your brain cells. Every right. time you're you drink, killing you're killing cells. your brain cells. Not true. Yeah. Apparently, uh, according to my research. Okay. Because yeah. I was worried about it given my alcohol uh, uh, consumption. Because I was like, well, maybe I'm getting dumber. So, like, I shouldn't be arguing so much with anybody or debating <laughs> about anything because maybe I'm just an idiot. Great Wall of China. <laughs> so, you can see it. <laughs> no. But uh, alcohol actually will only kill brain cells uh, in alcoholics who regularly use alcohol to replace their calorie intake holy shit so it's like you're actually not eating proper food yeah. and sustenance it's not necessarily the alcohol it's oh, like so it's whenever i had those no, when so i had those hungry, beer dinners brian when i had a beer dinner that was when i did it yeah uh, like right now yeah. Yeah. Well, no, 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 i didn't eat dinner but and this isn't beer to fill no, my this stomach. is consistent like if it's, oh, like, it's got to uh, be going like, on over time is, yeah, every day i'm like ah whatever i had a six-pack i don't need to eat supper Oh Jesus, that's a problem. That's, that's different, though. That's not, yeah. <sighs> well, okay, that's what, next level shit right there. What, what we'll do you, uh, what do you want to make sure if you're going to bear country with your lady, going with your lady, you want to make sure that is not happening for her. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, she's on her. She's on the. She's on the. It's yeah. menstruation time. Yeah. She's on the. It's, menstruation it, it's at the. Her menstrual cycle has come around, yeah. and she's on the uh, sharks too, right? <laughs> Swimming. 
Well, that can't, makes can't sense. Swim. That yeah. actually that actually uh, makes is that sense. Actually, true though. Well, you blood. Do, you don't want to bleed in the water in shark country. You, but it's the same with having a cut. It's it's yeah. blood. Blood is blood. It is <laughs> blood. Well, so okay. Well, what about the bears? What are well, the bears. It's not true at all. You're the the likelihood of bears coming around, sniff around because of your lady uh, having uh, a visitor from the red planet is uh, <laughs> yeah is actually it's it's a myth. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. If it yeah yeah if it's got a hump, act like a lump. Oh, this is a good one. I got another good one here. Okay, so Cinderella. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We know. What were her slippers made out of? Glass. Weren't they? Glass. Everyone knows this, In the tale? Was it glass? In the tale, uh, written by Charles Perrault. Yeah. French writer. Yeah. Uh, This this story was called Cendrillion. Was it pet plexiglass? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. It was was baked light. It was a (laughs) baked light. This is actually, this is an interesting one. So he had re because it, it was an older story than what he wrote. Fuck down. Disney. So yeah, they basically this one up. no, it wasn't Disney though. Like Charles Perrault was like in sixteen seventy nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, that's here. Let's get to this. So this is great. So he had rewrote it from another story. Yeah. Uh, and and the French, uh, the French uh, reading of it or writing of it, I guess, it was a uh, uh, pantoufle en verre. Yeah. Now he thought pantoufle en verre, as in uh, I think it's V E R R E, yeah, which is glass, yeah, like shoes of glass, yeah. But uh, it's actually pantoufle en verre, V A I R, which actually uh, is a squirrel fur. Whoa! Wow. The fur of a squirrel. No kidding. The verre. Wow, this is the biggest one. <laughs> this yeah, is the, the biggest <laughs> yeah. one. This is huge. Can you imagine? Like it's like oh, I just I found her squirrel fur slippers. <laughs> But it makes sense because I mean, back then, I mean, they didn't even have glass back then, for one thing. Yeah, and wow. how are you going to yeah, that? That makes so much more sense. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I like that one actually quite a bit. It's, and it, you know what? It is translation because the monks and coming all these grimoires coming back to, you know, coming back to ancient knowledge and all that kind of stuff. Grimoires got rewritten and rewritten constantly, and even the Dead Sea Scrolls, getting from the Dead Sea Scrolls. You know, to the newest translations of the Bible, oh, yeah. say. No. Just think the King James of, like, version of the Bible. Something as simple as that, to go from squirrel fur to glass. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> wow. what's in the King James Bible? One is way more comfy than the other. That, and the that. King James Bible, I suspect, is a little more comfy to read. Hell of a comfy Bible. Than no. the original uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of a clunky mm-hmm. read. But things sound a little bit better, and you can just you can integrate them into the empty vessel concept again, maybe a little bit easier. That's crazy. Squirrel fur. Squirrel fur. Squirrel fur. You... Amazing. Wow. The French writers too would have told. Fur. I can see that. Hide and fur. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's a hell of a shoe. <laughs> I actually I would much rather wear the squirrel fur slipper though. Yeah, it myself. sounds amazing. Well, it sure. Sounds really cozy. If you can still buy them. Yeah, you gotta get get them somewhere. Europe yeah. that stuff's ageless. Yeah. That's all around. Are the squirrels we have in Edmonton though are awfully small? You, you need those Manhattan squirrels, squirrels the or size just of just go down to Calgary. Calgary you get a, you those get a slipper. Big, out of one yeah, of those the squirrels. big black squirrels. Oh yeah, those guys. introduced, I believe. They are introduced, yeah. yeah. They're introduced. 
So I mean, by shoe, I could keep going companies. on. Are you, do you guys want me to give you a yeah, couple yeah, more? Yeah, 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 yeah. That last one was a that, that was, was a blockbuster. That was amazing. I've never heard anything like that. <laughs> you got, you got any? Pick pick a good one. Pick Translations good one. Okay, okay. too is a huge part of mythology and storytelling. Oh yeah, through the years and For so. Sure. Well, that's it's like a, that, the, this the is telephone huge... game, right? Yeah, you know, it's like ah, everything yeah. gets and every storyteller adds his own flair. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's even how uh, our modern fairy tales are so PG compared to their original sources. Yeah, yeah. even the original Grimm are rated <coughs> and sometimes X-rated. Yeah. Well, and like Coke, Santa Claus, like Coca-Cola's invented oh, Santa like, Claus image. I was like, Santa right. Claus did not do Coke. I've never heard that. Man. Well, how do you get around those houses so quick? <laughs> No. <laughs> 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 Gotta keep going. Let's go. He's up go, all go. night. <laughs> Give me a cookie. Let's go. Dasher, dancer. Oh, dancing. Yeah. <laughs> dancing, dancing, whatever. <laughs> he actually didn't have reindeer. Reindeer, uh, it, it came from Cobanon, uh, uh, which is uh, French for, uh, is for a reindeer or um, a caribou. Yeah. Uh, which is actually there's a slight spelling change, which is uh, cocaine, which is yeah, cobaine, well, which is cocaine. Kurt Cobain. So actually, his Kurt Cobain. sled, his sled wasn't actually led by eight uh, flying reindeer. Hmm. It was eight, eight grams of cocaine. Eight lines. Yeah. His eight sled, lines. Eight, his eight power lines. for eight lines of cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's. It makes way more sense. That makes way more sense. Oh, <laughs> see, oh wow, Santa's real. Yeah, Santa's real. <laughs> Squirrel Honestly, slippers for that's, everyone. That's way easier <laughs> to explain to my kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he actually doesn't have a red nose. He has a, quite a white nose. <laughs> well, there's... yeah, yeah. It wasn't his red because it was bleeding. Yeah, yeah. That's the, he had a bloody <laughs> nose. Bloody nose. <laughs> okay, okay, guys. Okay, okay. <laughs> so uh if a penny was dropped uh from the top of the empire state building oh i've heard oh, you want oh, to be underneath that thing? i want to hear the truth though does it go right through you would it hurt <laughs> only would bruce it, coburn hey, I'm knows. Gonna ask this, yeah. what do you feel would it hurt of course i feel like it would, it would i hurt. feel like it'd be yeah, a really it, bad it, idea it would hurt like a son of a gun yeah that is true yeah would it kill I, you totally here's the thing is it would not collapse your skull and it wouldn't uh embed itself into the right. roof of Boom. the car. Right, right, right. Okay. Could it could it yeah. kill you? I heard it would the, kill you. Basically it's max velocity by the time it's getting to the bottom is about hundred kilometers an hour. Oh. And it's this, not very fast. No, and not now, it's actually I mean not not my in terms arm just of went hundred kilometers yeah, an hour. Not in terms of a projectile. Baseball yeah. players throw balls ninety yeah, to yeah. hundred and that but um, I, and this is an old like this this one's it goes way back to when pennies were actually made of copper, just heavier than the stuff they were making in the uh, yeah, late eighties. Yeah, still no matter what, there's a maximum velocity to every object. Yep, yeah. it for size about eight stories, uh, an object will reach terminal velocity. Ah. I believe, yeah. if I remember from physics class, yeah, it is two hundred and sixty kilometers per hour for a human. Yeah, it is something uh, like that. Close, close to that. I don't know. I don't know the exact number, but that sounds right. Well, okay. Well, yeah. For but basically, penny mm-hmm. won't hurt. Yeah, it won't hurt you. Well, it'll hurt you, but it won't kill you. So here's right. here's a really here's one that I uh, I actually I fight about all the time, and I've tried to explain it to people. I did a little more research this time, so I was able to uh, uh, confirm what I knew about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was Mary 
Magdalene's occupation. Oh, everybody thinks she's a whore. Well, yeah, she was a lady of the night. She was a she was a, a whore. A prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> for French for yeah. who care? Here's for the thing. Squirrel. <laughs> Nowhere actually in the Bible. Yeah. Does it say Mary Magdalene was a prostitute? That's oh. right. I knew that. Uh, yeah. Often, like they, there are lots of Marys in the Bible. Yeah. Um, uh, she's often confused with Mary of Bethany. Mm. Mary of Bethany, who was uh, labeled as a, a sinner. She's referred to as a sinner who uh, and a daughter of a rich a rich person who uh, douses her, I think, her hair in perfume. And then washes Jesus' feet and then dries his feet with her hair. Whoa. Um, there's also uh, a, an adulterer mm. uh, in another story uh, referred to as Mary, uh, who is caught being in an adulterous affair, um, whom Jesus forgives. See, in translation. Wow. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. It's, a lot mm-hmm. of it's referred to uh, in uh, the, the book of Luke. And the book of Luke, like uh, uh, most uh, theologians and historians consider Luke to be a little more literal. Like he, uh, with his writing, he was very fact-based on things. So when he referred to Mary of Mag- Mary Magdalene, he would refer to her as Mary Magdalene. It's not often referred to as just Mary. Just Mary. Yeah. So like he was very particular on his labelings of things. So mm-hmm. it, there's apparently a split in uh in doctrine where eastern orthodox versus the western traditions i I can't remember which pope it was who kind of combined like there's like four different marys or women into one so would allude to yeah just like her yeah Yeah. i think it sounded like a better story yeah also like uh mary magdalene being coming from such a you know bad place you know to becoming like you could use yeah. her as a better example of yeah. his greatness or what have you. Interesting thing, kind of along those lines, uh, the Gospel of Mark uh, is the only one that mentions a small or like a young boy present at the Last Supper. And so a lot of theologians think that was Mark and that that's because he's the only one who ever talks the, about this he was young the only boy. one that experienced he was the only actually one experienced the life it. of jesus or yeah whatever. and so he's the only one who ever mentioned this character at all yeah that's so so fascinating to me but when when you read the history of like how the bible gets wrote and rewrote mm-hmm. and retranslated over and over again and and so many like i mean apparently there's a you know a book written by jesus himself that oh, yeah. we don't include a gospel, a gospel, and I think the, uh, that's the one. And there's want. A, there, and apparently there's a gospel of Judas yeah. Yeah. that you know actually explains that he was told to do the things he was supposed to by Jesus. Yeah, and the uh, like even the Maccabee Bible, I think it's called, mm-hmm. is uh, the Rastafarians use, and it actually refers to tanned skin and matted hair and stuff like that, and that's where they got their ideas from. And so it's funny. And they say also, uh, I've read that the Romans took out, um, they took out uh, reincarnation from the Bible because they were afraid people would work wouldn't work as hard in this lifetime mm-hmm. if they knew they would be right. reincarnated. So there's all these different, you know. Again, those are myths too. Maybe who knows? These are all. Oh yeah. But it's 
it's there's interesting. so many compounding layers. Oh my god, and especially with the Bible. There's so that's why there's so many sects there's secular political control through all these, you know, mediums. And of course after the printing press was invented, the greatest, you know, invention ever because the common person could interpret these ideas. And so it depends on which copy of the book they got. <laughs> and mm -hmm. again, if it was in French, but then you got the French was translated to Greek or the Greek well, in the, the uh, other, the other part of that too, is it was, it was only like you have, uh, it was uh, Luther mm -hmm. who finally translated it, uh, into the common tongue That's right, for right. everyone to be able to, to read and to interpret themselves as opposed to having a uh, priest or a father, uh, tell you, like, explain to them the doctrine according to their own interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. I know, and then people just mold it to their own. Yeah. Like a lot of these stories. You yeah. just mold it to your own. How are my friends going to laugh at this better? Well, if I say there was a frozen wiener involved or something, you know, out of a pack of hot dogs, and that's a crazier story than, you know, than if I just said, oh, yeah, and, you know, this happened mm -hmm. this way. Or you just, you know... It's... You, did you ever hear the one about uh, the fact that there were spider eggs and bubble gum? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hubba yeah, Bubba, yeah. right? Hubba Bubba. 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 I knew that one. I was like, oh, wow. God, I had to... to it's do... just one of the ingredients. That's a yeah. good one. I haven't thought about that spider in a long time. Spider eggs. That was a big one. And I never used to... It's funny because I used to love gum, but I never used to eat Hubba Bubba because of that. But I would <laughs> yeah. covet Hubba Bubba because everyone loved... It was the king of the... Oh yeah, crazy gums I, at the time. I still have like a half remembered memory of finding like a little bead of some kind in my hubba bubba gum, and I thought that's a spider egg, and like <laughs> it's I don't even know if that happened or if I just I, I or like, if I've just thought about it so much where, that it where feels did that like it come happened. from? <laughs> yeah, that one's so preposterous. It's so insane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like that's insane. And don't get me wrong, like American like candy manufacturers are through the fucking roof. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, but. Really, like, when you get down to it, like a spider egg? Come on, that's not even... That's too organic for most yeah. of those... <laughs> yeah. uh, for those substances. Yeah. Well, so, I, I mean, I could go on, uh, yeah, but yeah. I actually feel like I want to save some of these for our, our, yeah. our next myth yeah. one. Yeah, I think sure. that's a nice... That's a nice uh, kind of uh, Cap. Tie, tie up at the end, just yeah. for... Um, the anti-myth. The anti-myth, really. Yeah. yeah. It's so, and these things had become true and they get spread around. I mean, I'm going to, I really want to look into uh, things that we hold as myths that are actually totally true. Yeah. I want to uh, find the real ones. Yeah. Here. So next. Because there are some of that. I, I, I have read a little bit on it in the last couple of days mm. and there are some stories, but I got to do some more research. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. next myths and legends episode, we'll discuss uh, some of that. Yeah. This is there's so much to talk about. We're gonna do this for years. Mm -hmm. This is gonna be awesome. Well, uh, we will do it for millennia. Sure, because uh, you know the myths never die. There's always a new one. Someday will be maybe legends or myths. Mm -hmm. Mike, wasn't there another myth you wanted to talk about? No. Uh, I know there is. I, uh, I have certain, I have plenty. I have twelve pages here of there's just a certain of just prep lore or myth that uh, I want to talk it. about it, and uh, it's actually true. What is that? The truth is, I mean, like, you guys think this might be a myth. Okay. Yeah. But the truth is we need to pause now because we need to take another pee break. I have to pee so bad. It's amazing so how bad. it coincides with our conversation. <laughs> I never...
Okay, so Paul. Yes. Um, what we uh, are are going to be doing fairly regularly on this podcast is a segment called Book of Questions. Yes. Okay, so we have this book. Uh, it's written by Dr. Gregory Stock. It's the Book of Questions. It's basically, that's what it is. It's a book of uh, questions that some are pretty loaded. Some will make you think. Mm. Uh, some have some follow-up questions. They'll make you think even a little bit harder. In case the first question was easy. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're all pretty innocuous, but it, what's funny is when you read into the question, sometimes it'll uh, it'll seem like they're suggesting something, but it's really your own ideas going into the question that make it suggest. Mm -hmm. So uh, normally we would have our guest uh, just pick one Uh of his own but uh, because today we're doing mythology and you know occult and supernatural kind of yeah. subjects uh we've highlighted two here okay. um so you can feel free to to read them out loud uh we'll start with one and then we'll discuss it you can give your own idea of the what you think your answer would be to the question and it's then the, uh side of the page this uh what's on the front there yeah so Okay, this is uh, question number uh, 053-53. If you could use a voodoo doll to hurt whoever you wished, would you use it on anyone? If so, who? Oh. <laughs> See, I don't know if we need to say who out loud, right? No. Or is that the more Maybe interesting Maybe is it someone part? in the room? Because I could say, yes. <laughs> like, yes, I would do that. But you're like, well, who would he do that to? Well, remember remember the the ripples, right? The repercussions of right? actions, right? Sure. Something could come back. You never, and it's not just the karma concept. I think that's people use that way wild, wildly out of mm -hmm. proportion. Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with what karma pro possibly actually is. But it's... I think you got to look out when you, uh, you, you just, you know, like even like you want to kick someone out of a, say someone gets kicked out of a bar that could like send a ripple through in a bunch of different ways. He could go home mad, you know, beat up his kid or smash something against the wall, bleeds to death in his own apartment or something, you know, like you never know, like it could set off a chain of events, but I suppose you, you'd have to hate that person like, you, yeah. beyond recognition. Well, okay, but it's, like the Boko Haram or something. Like I yeah, would yeah. use the voodoo doll on the Boko Haram. Like, here's a simpler version of this question: yeah. Would you kill anybody in general? Wow. No. It, uh, yes. If I had a voodoo doll, which the, <laughs> the, the, Boko police, the police would not uh, track you down at all. Right. Yeah. Like the idea okay. of a voodoo doll is you do something from a distance where you have like there's no way anyone's going to track. No one's going to tie it to you. Well, I mean, that's it. When you remove obstacles and you uh, let other things happen, or you, you try to create conditions where other things can happen, that's what you're doing with uh, with that kind of stuff. So would you do it? That's from who? That's actually voodoo and African hoodoo. Yeah. They Oop. used to do that. That's where that voodoo actually kind of came yeah. from that. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's, and that's old guard. Like, I mean, that stuff was happening before. Like, revenge is a huge part of yeah. the human condition. But course, it wasn't, they weren't always know? used for revenge either. No. A lot of it would be yeah, like, you, you do it for, for love. Well, and, uh, 
But you're creating conditions with you're this doll. Self-actualizing and f- an idea. And will. Yeah. And it's uh, you're realizing your will. You're mm-hmm. uh, imposing your will upon a situation and circumstances. So that's... I think I... I think I would. Mm-hmm. It's a, if it was the right, that's if you had a slippery the right doll. slope. That's a slippery slope. You would yeah. if you had the right doll. I feel like I would. Yeah. If I had the right doll and it was the it was it was somebody that really I felt needed it, or needed to maybe you were trying to wake him up in some regard. And I mean, sure, who am I to be judge. that judge? But also, I'm very pragmatic about. Mm judgment and yeah there's certain things I feel i'm like just like obviously the world will be better without you yeah mm-hmm. clearly so, so is in, there, in, in was, summation you think you would i think i would you think you would I think, I think i would and i i unfortunately i think i would more often than you guys would yeah i, I think you'd be surprised how often i would do it once once i found depending out that on I who had i had the, a voodoo had doll power, for yeah. like even just to give uh my voodoo doll a hangnail would just pleasure me i yeah, think yeah, if yeah. it's like you know what you at work like you just you you're so obnoxious i i everything about you I, I i just want i want you to break your toe so you're out of the office for a week yeah sure. there's people i've just worked simple. with that i just they're very presence there that i've gives I, you a stomach ache? not currently because uh, i do work with my neighbor paul uh, right now, and we he, got a good batch. We, yeah, no we have, voodoo we have a, there. We have no a really good there. crew. There's no one that I have actually. Yeah, I, no voodoo, no misgivings. Mm. Yeah, but previous jobs where it's just like, ugh, I know, I, I can wanna... see that because while they're holding a kind of uh, have a kind of like ego revenge power over you, therefore right. you have to counter these en- these energies, shall we say? And I'd rather do it without stooping to their level, or rather That's just right. be like. Okay, I'm just gonna go home, and make a voodoo doll of you, and uh, yeah. sorry, your hair is going yeah. to fall out tomorrow. Yeah. And take, killing him with kind, killing <laughs> yeah. him with kindness, it just doesn't work all the time. Never does. Oh, hard. You gotta ever. voodoo that shit. No, they think yeah. that is a, a sign of weakness. Yeah. Some of those yeah. prowlers out there, those predators in the office. They are. So this was, again. this was uh, insert uh, cool name about myths and legends relating to Borcelli Brothers podcast here. Yeah, so we'll edit that in. Hopefully, it'll take that along to to say it. We have I'll to come I'll, up with I'll a long splice title. it over, little Nikki style. Sure, I don't want to hear that again. Yeah, no, I want to hear that again. What? I want to hear that again. Popeye's chicken is hot kicking. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You did a very good impression, Paul. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks um, for having me over. We can't wait to have you uh, back over to our house again. A few more, uh, you know, get the uh, mythology. Maybe I'll do a recap and a little. Uh, maybe I'll come up with uh, something. Yeah, devastating. Yeah, this was so fun. This was really fun. I, and there's, we've only touched, we've oh scratched the surface. Oh my god! I, I'm starting to think Endless. maybe we should just start a new podcast yeah. only about mythology and just yeah. about folklore and, and stuff. Folklore. Yeah. Great. Really cool. <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> 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 <laughs>